This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. A, a, a Giants podcast for Giants fans. By Giants fans. It's Sean Morash. Down, down, down the sideline. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Giants. From the offseason through the wins and the losses. It's time to take one, one, one Giants giant step, step. With your host, Sean Morash. All right, welcome into One Giant Step. It is week, what the heck is it, seven already? I, I feel like the old Frances, yeah. can you believe it's already week seven? Sean Morash here, Bryce Gelman here, One Giant Step ahead of the Washington Commanders and New York Giants. So we're going to get into our fantasy reality a little bit later on. Uh, we are going to debut a little segment here. Bryce is back for week number two with Bryce's Best, our young little pup here. For you younger Giant fans, I can't believe I considers me an old Giant fan, but my gray beard does affect that. Uh, just a little scene setter, a little selfish, piggish promotion here. Uh, I, along with fellow Giant fan Tommy Lugar and Evan Roberts, will be at Reds outside MetLife Stadium this Sunday morning from, uh, let's say, around 9 a.m. till noonish, as we do a little tailgate at Reds outside MetLife. And there, for a charitable cause, you will be able to to throw literally garbage at me. We're calling it more trash at Morash. So nice little fun event uh, to take out your frustrations on this giant season. Now, as we do look ahead to the Giants and Commanders, I do find this quirk very interesting. The Giants are one in five. They are now exiting what we would call the real hard part of their schedule. Not to say there isn't hard parts. The Eagles still exist for two more games and Dallas for another. But this unbelievably marks the first time Giants fans get to go to MetLife Stadium for a Sunday afternoon game all season long, which is just mind-boggling. And on top of that, the Giants will be wearing their legacy uniforms, which look really cool. So the field has a legacy feel to it. Also very cool. They did this versus the Commanders last year in a game resulting in a tie. Uh, but above all of that, you throw in the fact that do we even want the Giants to win this freaking game? And that is where I really want to begin this <laughs> podcast. I am so torn on this, Bryce. I'm so torn on this because this season has taken so much out of me. So much out of me. So much so that I could tell you uh, on the train ride home from Manhattan to Long Island yesterday, following the Evan and Tiki show, I do what I typically do at 7 o'clock. My other teams being the Rangers, the Nets, the Yankees. I throw on the game on my phone, put the AirPods in, and I watch. The Rangers are getting annihilated. And I know not every Giant fan listening here cares about that. But I said to myself, I don't even care if they're getting annihilated. I would rather watch the end of this game than watch the beginning of Saints-Jaguars. The Giants are back to dragging the like care for the other national NFL games out. 
Let's just start here. Before we even argue about drafting quarterbacks or anything else, in terms of salvaging a season and looking at the schedule that does begin to weaken with seemingly the Washington Commanders, does the young Giant fan, Bryce Gelman, want the Giants to win this game to give us some kind of ray of hope for the next couple of weeks? So we talked about this the last time I was on. just wanted to say thank you for having me again, Sean. Uh, we talked about this last week, and I told you that it isn't the New York way to go out and tank. It's just not what we've seen. It's not going to happen again. I think the question of do I want them to versus will they, they're not going to. They're not going to lose, you know, let's say the next four or five games. They're not going to go on this incredible run of tanking, losing games left to right. They're going to things around. <laughs> you know, think- it's funny. It's funny you just said that, Bryce, because I thought you were going to say they're not going to win. Uh, you went the opposite no, way, which okay. is there's so, no way they're going to lose all these games. Watch this. Watch this. This is my prediction right now, and we were so off, and I'll, I'll get into this a little bit later on, on, on the segment, that the Giants, we, we completely undersold the Giants' defense last week. So going into this week, this is a completely changed defensive front where we've seen actual competence on the defensive side. So they're going to string together a few wins. Should they win? No, absolutely not. They, they should not win this game. They should lose every game the rest of the season because you have a generational talent who wants to own your franchise in Caleb Williams coming out of USC. Fake and news. I, that was a fake story. You fell for it, Bryce. Fake, fake story, report. whatever, whatever. What was it? What was it? I. Uh, Ball, ball sack sports or what's yeah, the, it's, what's it's the, not even legal. It's not even legal for an active player to own a part of an NFL. That player. would be insane. That would be wild. You if if he actually came in and demanded right. a, a, a share of a franchise. All right. So I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad that that's, that's fake news, but yeah, that that's the guy. He's a, he's a Patrick Mahomes dupe. This guy could be one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And you want to put yourself in position to get him because right now, it's, it's a gray area we're talking about Daniel Jones because Terod Taylor came out and gave the Giants. I, I know that you're you're not too high on Terod Taylor and you think Daniel Jones could have won that game, but it was the best performance we've seen besides the second half of that Arizona game from a Giants quarterback all year. I mean, his pa- passer rating was only 80%. It, it was 80. It wasn't, wasn't insane, but he was making plays down the field and making plays with his feet. Don't, don't make they're, me try to take the bait. They're – don't try to make me – Darren Waller catches I'm, two I'm not, passes I'm not versus Miami. Not. That's a better performance than Tarad had versus Buffalo. But I still like Tarad Taylor. He's easy to root for, and he's a good yeah, backup he's, quarterback. He's Yeah, he's probably the best backup quarterback in the league. So should they win this game? No. I, I, well, I, I don't know. We potentially might get into this later, whether or not they'll win the game. But this isn't the Giants' way. And with Brian Dable at the helm, they're going to win games. So should they win this game? Yeah, I, I'm. I don't think so. I really don't think so. But they will. So here, here's the deal. I cannot, in October at the very least, bring myself to root for Giants losses. I would also caution everybody that at the end of 2019, and I only remember this because the day my first daughter was born, the Giants had a game versus Washington in Washington. And the consensus at that point, the season had really spiraled to the point where it was, you know, foggy at the end. And a lot of people woke up that morning and said, Giants got to lose this game. They got to lose this game for tank purposes because them and Washington were neck and neck for who was going to get whatever the third pick or fourth pick. And you wanted to obviously have a a jump on your uh, opponent. 
I, on the day my daughter was born, said, I can't have the Giants lose on the day I bring my child in there. So I rooted hard for a win. The Giants won. Why do I bring up this game when it comes to do we want the Giants to win? And why do I bring this up as a cautionary tale? If the Giants are going to be bad, they're going to be bad and they will be in a good drafting position. Are the Giants going to draft number one overall for Caleb Williams? I mean, they could if they lose out, but it's hard to sit there and root for them to lose out. That day, the Giants did beat the Commanders. Uh, they might have been football team or Redskins at that time. I'd have to go back and look. And uh, I think football team, 2019. They were yeah. up in arms at the end. Giant fans were up in arms. Can you believe it? And why were they up in arms? Because the Giants, by winning that game, would have lost out on Chase Young. Instead, the Giants spent the fourth overall pick they got on Andrew Thomas. Okay. Now we've also spent six weeks talking about how Andrew Thomas is now the one giant the Giants can ill afford to lose while they will be going up against this Washington team who didn't even pick up the fifth year option on Chase Young. So I know that that is not every single example or every single year, but if I sit there and start rooting for losses and absolute misery when the Giants do have some opponents where they could build some stuff off of and winnable, I could also walk away with nothing. The Giants could lose all of these games and Caleb Williams could become Jamarcus Russell or maybe they or Drake May could just be better. And, uh, you know, a couple more wins would have put them in the two or the three spot or whatever. Also, also. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, there is deeper draft classes. Josh Allen ended up being basically the best of the bunch. He was drafted at seven. Patrick Mahomes wasn't drafted as high as Mitchell Trubisky. I I assume that Caleb Williams is going to be awesome. I assume that Drake May is going to be great. I mean, geez, right now, is it pretty obvious that C.J. Stroud looks a heck of a lot better than Bryce Young? And I know there's a lot of football left to be played. But that stuff will work itself out. If Daniel Jones's neck injury, Bryce, is as serious as yeah. it potentially could be, and I have my questions i'm so confused on this then you know joe shane's gonna make it a priority and then they'll just trade up for a quarterback carolina wasn't drafting number one overall for bryson they traded up uh and if you really really like a guy you could do that so with that being said no i'm not there to root for losses i still believe inside of this team is a good team i don't believe last year was some kind of random fluke i do believe that andrew thomas sunk them and they had no depth at tackle. And I, I think that really did domino a lot of things. I think it exposed a lot of problems that could have been covered up by real left tackle play. They own the commanders. Even when the commanders tried to beat them last year, they couldn't, they tied. Go make this fan base feel good about something because all it does take is one win. And I'm sorry. And I could look like an idiot in a couple weeks and you could see a very dejected me, Bryce. I, I know the Jets have played well. I know, I get it, they beat the Eagles, but, you know, the Eagles did things in that game they never do versus the Giants. Jalen Hurts throwing a pass for no reason to a defender when they shouldn't be running it out. That is still, you mentioned our defense. Our defense coming along and playing Sam Howell, then playing Zach Wilson. Remember, they don't score offensive touchdowns either. And who the heck is going to be playing quarterback for the Raiders in a couple weeks? Like, all of those teams are looking at the Giants going, this is a game we have to win. I know we haven't seen this team play well outside of one half, basically. 
they could really win three games in a row. They really can. And if they win three games in a row, they're four and five. And we all go, oh, God, here comes Dallas again. But who knows? Who knows what Dallas looks like injury was, or who knows if the team is rallied and Thomas is back. And that's when they stun us and beat Dallas. Like, there is a path in front of us where the giant season gets amazingly saved. And it could be desperation for me. So from that standpoint, I do want the Giants to win Sunday because I want to hold out that possibility that it's really not over. Yeah, and let me clear something up. I'm by no means rooting against the Giants in any one of these upcoming games. I'm just calling a spade a spade and saying that this is what makes sense. But as a younger, as you would call it, Giants fan, I don't want to see this team lose. It's still October. They're one and five. They're not one and eight, one and nine. The season isn't over, over. I mean, it, it's over, but it's not to the point where we're looking at it and being like this Giants yeah. team, the season is over. So there's no reason why, especially against the division rival in Washington, I'd be sitting down on my couch rooting against the Giants. It's just not going to happen. I, I really want this team to win. I want them to string together a few wins. And if that happens, we'll be talking completely differently uh, about and- this team. And off of Thursday night football, you saw the Saints, man. They look terrible at times. I know they end up scoring 24 points and they came back quick. The Packers have looked really, really, uh. Yeah, the NFC is weak. It's very top heavy. Look, uh. And it's top by, heavy. by the way, I really do believe this. If Daniel Jones, and this was Daniel Jones' worst game, had he played well versus the Seahawks and they won that game and they're still two and four right now, there's no way I'm rooting for losses. And they would have had that tie break on Seattle too. I mean, yeah. I don't know who's getting that last wild card in the NFC, but you can't tell me at their core they're not much better than the Giants at full health. So we shall see. The Giants have had extremely good fortunes versus Washington the last few years, as well as Washington seems to play versus Philly, and the Giants never play well versus Philly. The Giants played that well versus Washington. So I think it's going to be Terod Taylor, by the way, on Sunday. We are taping this on Friday morning. We've gone through two. We'll find out his injury designations after this podcast comes out. He's practiced no contact, but quarterbacks don't get contact. I I really believe this. I think even if he is cleared for contact, we're not going to find out about that. I don't think they want him now taking another hit until Andrew Thomas plays football again. And there is reports from Jordan Renan that Andrew Thomas get close. Maybe this is a situation for the Jets next week. And maybe that's it too. Maybe Terod Taylor, maybe the defense plays awesome. Terod Taylor makes enough plays. The Giants win a game versus Washington. And then it becomes this emotional, Andrew Thomas is back, Daniel Jones is back, and we're playing the freaking Jets off the bye, and New York is just in a uh, mayhem chaos spot. Uh, So we shall see. Now, what do the Giants have to do to win this game versus Washington? I have my thoughts, but we're going to introduce a little segment here, the second week we're doing this here with Bryce Gelman. I wanted to call this segment Bryce Balls because I just like rice balls really well. But we're going to call this. I love rice balls. Love rice balls. Criminally underrated. Incredible. They're so good. Criminally underrated. Uh, But take it away with Bryce's best. All right. So thank you, Sean, for letting me uh, experiment with this segment here called Bryce's Best. I tend to deal in negativities, and there's a lot of negatives to discuss with this Giants team. I'm going to keep it positive because we've, we've talked enough about the negatives about this team. But I got three things today, maybe more in the future, hopefully more in the future. But let's start off with the first one, the most important. You just mentioned it. The Giants' recent history against Washington. They're 14-7-1 since the Giants won their last Super Bowl in the 2011 season. It's the only team that the Giants have had their number in the NFC East. They're the only team they're above 500 against in that same time period 
in the NFC East. And they're the only team in the NFC East that they beat last year. And it's the it, listen, it's the only team that they beat in the NFC East since 2021 against the Eagles in November. So this Giants team has Washington's number. Not just the Giants of old, because they do crush them historically. The Giants of late. The incompetent Giants. The Giants yeah. of 2016 to 2017 to 2022 actually beat Washington a, 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 a good number of times. So this is one positive thing going into this game. This is perfect right now. The Giants, not the Giants record, but the Giants upcoming schedule, as you mentioned, it gets easier and easier. This is the great starting point. You win against Washington. You get that division win. You play the Jets. And who knows what could happen? Who knows? So this is this is a good start here. We're, we're playing the the the, the, uh, the Washington football team, the Washington Commanders, the Washington Redskins, and it, it's it's looking up. So, all right, number two, Bobby Okereke and the defense. The defense finally showed up last week. Buffalo doesn't have the best offensive line, but still, it doesn't matter. The Giants looked like a competent defensive unit. Wink Martindale, the schemes that he was putting together, the blitzes, he's actually getting to the quarterback. They didn't, they, didn't, they didn't record a sack, but they were getting to the quarterback, yeah. making some pressures, and forcing Josh Allen's hand. So this is this – is, we were so off last week. We said – I said 30, 34 to 14. I think you said 32 to nothing. Criminally underselling what the Giants defense actually did. So if this is something to build on, who knows? Who knows, Sean? If yeah. this team If this team could, could continually – continually put together good good defensive performances. Who knows where we'll be at in a few weeks? Yeah, and they have the, the pieces to do it. Their secondary has plenty of good pieces in it. Up front, Kayvon Thibodeau's got to finish that sack, but he's also yeah. the only guy who has any sacks on this team. It sucks that Aziz is on IR. You'd like to have him, but I'm with you, man. There's all the, all the spots here, and Sam Howell has taken the most sacks now in the NFL. Now, Daniel Jones didn't play last week. Does hold on to the ball a bit. Uh I think there is a very big opportunity for the Giants to get home. Also, you mentioned the defense. Um, I didn't bring this up earlier in, you know, what you're watching, what to root for. I have to clap it up for both Deontay Banks and Cordell Flott because as the season goes on, these guys could be two critical foundation pieces to the Giants. I mean, first of all, they spent the first-round pick on Deontay Banks at corner, and I hate to say this because he's not as good as Sauce Gardner, but he's kind of having Sauce Gardner like rookie numbers through six weeks, and nobody wants to talk about it because you can't ever compare anybody to somebody who was great the year before, especially cross-down teams. Uh, and Cordell Flood, who looked terrible in training camp, has come such a long way now these last two weeks at slot corner, making plays all over the place. The Giants have a young corner group like that that actually is good. Uh, and they continue to play this way. And then Wink Martindale can rely on them not getting beaten man coverage and blitz a little more. Yeah, man, the sacks are going to come. And and you'd mentioned the missed sack from from Kayvon earlier. Oh, it bothered me. The more Against I rewatched, it bothered me. Yeah, but here's the one positive about that: it was the only missed tackle all game from the Giants. According to I Pro did not realize record, that a young Bryce Gelman teaching the elders Sean was, Morris is that it was the only missed tackle that they had all game, and that was their their Achilles heel. The first five weeks, they couldn't make a tackle. They literally could not bring any rusher down. They could have bring the quarterback down. They could have get to the quarterback, much less, much less bring them, bring the quarterback down. But not only did they make they make tackles, they made tackles in space. As you said, that the secondary has been solid. The secondary was good. 
So that's that's another thing that's trending up. And it remains to be seen whether or not the Giants will continue that, especially against a division foe in Washington. But they've had their number, and the defense looks good. All right, number three, success with Saquon. The Giants simply play better play better with Saquon Barkley in the game. He didn't have this eye-popping game. He had 24 rushes for 93 yards. It's average of 3.9 yards per yeah, rush. And such a fraudulent That's, 94 yards. It was two carries. Yeah, it was. Play. It was. It was. But the fact that they trusted him to give him 24 carries, how many carries have they given Matt Breida? True. How much, like, True. How, much how many carries have they given Gray? So this, this team with Saquon Barkley looks completely different. They're they're nine and sixteen without Saquon Barkley since he was drafted in 2018. Nine and sixteen. They don't have a chance with him off the field. And it opens up the entire offense when he's able to run the ball inside zone, outside zone. Everything opens up. Every down the field, yeah. especially too. We saw Terod Taylor take multiple deep shots. To Darius Slayton, one yeah, to, to, to Jalen Hyatt. Defenses were going to pinch up. It's a big difference. It is why there were, you know, some some deep shots. So, yeah, I mean, that that is a part of why they could do this. And with that, you know, spin off that, you mentioned the deep shots. Jalen Hyatt and Wondell Robinson's usage is going, you know, basically through the roof now. And those guys should be developed as your number one and number two wide receivers. You should spend high enough Absolutely. assets in them. And maybe with Saquon on the field, I mean, this secondary for Washington has given up big plays as well, you know. Maybe you find Hyatt or Wandell dancing in the end zone. On another, on another note, they have to pay Saquon. They have to. Like, oh, what, are they gonna do? what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Okay, here's the options. Here are the two options. You either devote an asset, like like a, like a top 60, top 90, you know, th- first three-round draft pick sure. to a running back, or sure. you pay the guy. Sure, it's hard Sure. There's 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 no other option. You got to draft a guy who's got speed. He's not going to be Devon A. Chain was just drafted in the draft. third round. Brees Hall was and drafted in the second round. You need a quick. You need a quick running back. In fact, I'll go, I'll go one step last year. Bryce, if the Giants lose these next two games, they're definitely trading Saquon Barkley, and they should be getting that third round pick if they can. Or geez, imagine a second round pick, and then just turn around and use that they're on not, a new running back. You're not going to get a second round pick for you Saquon might? Barkley. Why not? You might. He is you one might? year. He, he's he's franchise tagged. He's Dude. gone the next year. I, I no, doubt it. I, it's a running year? back. Dude, a team like the Ravens, the Browns, the Bills, all these. Th- right? Look what the 49ers got with McCaffrey. Now, I'm I'm not saying I would do it. I think you're he's an idiot GM McCaffrey, if you do it. Though. He's not Christian McCaffrey. I agree. We're agreeing and disagreeing at the same time, but some of these yeah. teams are stupid, man. They they love triple themselves if they think it's a finishing piece for a Super Bowl. Um, I cannot give Saquon after year six. He just showed he was hurt for another four weeks. You can't give him a long-term so deal. You fine, out of your fine. fucking mind. Fine, fine, fine. But you got to draft someone who is of fine. similar capabilities because their, their backup option being Matt Breida is not good enough, and it's not cutting. By the so, way, okay. Okay, a week earlier versus Miami, Eric Gray looked like a pretty capable running back. He could be part of he a did. committee. You he could did. do running back by committee. The team won a Super Bowl after Tiki Barber retired with Brandon Jacobs and Ahmad Bradshaw. I love and Brandon, Brandon Jacobs and Ahmad, Ahmad Bradshaw run circles around Matt Breida and Gray. 
Okay. So, right. look, I'm, all I'm saying is let's not pretend that the Giants can't easily find another running back. Every team does. Easily, Every they haven't. They haven't done it. They have They have not found because, a serviceable backup running because, back to step into Saquon shoes and actually rush the, the ball second, with effectiveness. Because they spent the second overall pick on Saquon Barkley. When you have that kind of asset paying that kind of money to, you tend to ignore getting better at running back by committee. Your sister's ass, Bryce. Now, let's oh, here get we the go. Thing. Here we go. Your sister's ass. I can't believe I got that. Now let's go to fantasy versus reality here, okay? The fantasy play of the game and the reality plus a game pick to piggyback it off. Uh, Bryce, I'll go first. My fantasy play in this game, you kind of hit on I'm going Wandell Robinson. He has been knocking on the door, being creative, finding space. Tyrod missed him for what could have been an easy, like, 20, 25-yard gain. Missed him in the feet on another. I think Wondell Robinson is going to find his way into the end zone. We hear back in the New York groove for the first time uh, all year. And I think he's just going to be a heavy volume guy. I think they they found something here with Wondell a bit. And the reality of this game is you hit on it a lot. If Washington is going to basically dare the Giants to run with Saquon, Terod Taylor's there, man. Uh, you know, those slot fades worked and everything else. You got to hit a couple of those big plays. And some of these receivers, whether they're Waller, whether it's Slayton, I mentioned Hyatt and Wondell Robinson. You're going to have to break a tackle and find your way into the end zone because I don't trust this team inside the 10 to pull off the proper play. I mean, geez, Darren Waller, unless it's in his numbers, he doesn't catch it. Uh, I think they're going to have to hit a big play or two that results in a touchdown coming before they even get in to the red zone. Game pick. I think we're setting ourselves up for failure. I think the Giants are going to lose this game. I think the Giants are going to lose this game in heartbreaking fashion. Defense maybe doesn't get the turnovers we think they're going to get. Washington 23, Giants 20 on a 58-yard field goal at the gun. That's fair. That's fair. I'm not going to go that far, but I'll get into that in a second. All right. So my fantasy play, you said Wondell Robinson. I would go Saquon here. But the defensive front of Washington is pretty menacing against the absolute disgrace of an offensive line that the Giants have. But it doesn't matter. Saquon Barkley could still miss tackles. But I'm not going to go Saquon here. You said Wondell Robinson. I'm going to go Jalen Hyatt. I think by extension, when you rush, when you run the ball with Saquon Barkley, it opens up the field. It opens up downfield passes. And I think Jalen Hyatt's going to feast. Whether it be three catches for 95 yards and a touchdown, he doesn't, he's not trusted in those, you know, mid-range situations like 10, 15 yards down the field, but they trust him down the field, 20, 30 yards. Terod Taylor and Jalen Hyatt are going to connect for two passes down the field. Hyatt's going to score. And let's get it, let's get to the prediction. I think the Giants are going to win this game. I, I know that you're being realistic and I probably should be on your level, but. Just to switch it up, I don't want both of us to have the same the same uh, pick here because we saw how that went last week. <laughs> Giants twenty four, Washington twenty one. I think the Giants on the flip side, Graham Gano, fifty yard field goal to win the game. I think okay. that this is where the season looks up. It can't be negative for that long. It can't continue to be this bad, uh, right? Test Bryce. If Gano hits a field goal to win the game at the end, you're going to see one obnoxious fat guy with a goatee walking at a MetLife stadium. Yeah, so 
Away yeah, we with, go. With, tra- with trash all over you, or you're gonna have time? No, to I'm, that I'm changing before. before I get in there. Okay. I'm changing before I get in there. But uh, yes, on that note, come by Reds before the game. Say hello. I'll also be at the Giant Chicken the following week, but I may not be revealing where I tailgate because, geez, if the Jets beat the Giants, that's a tough, <laughs> tough ride out of that parking lot. Uh, all right, Bryce, where can we get you on Twitter, buddy? At Bryce Gelman on Twitter. Uh, I'm starting up a YouTube page as well at Bryce Gelman YT. Okay. Uh, yeah, so. There you go. If you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, I'm oh, oh Jesus! No, uh, at at Sean Morris on Twitter at Morris Radio. Um, remember, Evan and Tiki weekdays Monday through Friday. Uh, WFAN free on the Odyssey app. Also free on the Odyssey app on WFAN. Big Blue kickoff live with me and John Schmelt every Saturday nine to nine thirty. And of course, one giant step here. Free on the Odyssey app. Everywhere podcasts are available. Thanks to our producer James as well. And thanks to everybody for taking one giant step with us.